Hello and welcome to Cosmos Science Daily, where journalists at the Cosmos Newsroom report on the latest research and discoveries and explain the science behind the headline news. Today's newsroom journalist and reformed archaeologist Amalia Hart is unpacking the scientific kind of moonwalking with yours truly, applied mathematician and mainly terrestrial being, Dr. Sophie Calabretto. So today we're talking about the moon, but Amalia, more specifically, we're talking about putting people back on the moon for the first time in 50 years. Yeah, so it's pretty exciting. Last Friday, this spaceship, which is destined for the moon, arrived at its NASA launch pad for its final pre-flight testing. Now, that's what's known as a wet dress rehearsal. (laughs) I don't know why. I might just cross over that little part. You know what? If you don't know why, I'm not going to probe any deeper. Wet dress rehearsal, let's continue. That's what it's called. Uh, And so this test will take about two days, um, or it would have taken about two days. I assume it's happened now. They activate all the launch facilities. They do a little mock kind of countdown sequence, you know, five, four, three. Um, (laughs) They load the spaceship with all of the propellants, liquid hydrogen, liquid oxygen. They do all of this stuff to test it. They do, you know, weather briefings. And then they take it all out again. They unload all the propellant and then they put it back on a a cart and they roll it back to the facility where it's pieced together. And this is all in preparation for a a potential launch in June. Okay. So so essentially what they're doing is they're doing everything except actually like launching the rocket into the sky. Yeah, exactly. It's the final test and it's got to, everything's got to go smoothly and then they'll iron out all the kinks over the next couple of months. And in theory, this rocket, which is called Artemis one will be up into space in a couple of months. Wait, is it is it called is it called Artemis because Artemis was the sister of Apollo and Apollo was all of the other space missions in like the sixties and seventies? That is exactly it. Oh my gosh, I love I love it when they name science things cute things. Okay, so this okay, this is exciting. We've got a rocket. It's going up to the moon, I think. Is but we've been to the moon. What's going on? <laughs> so so Artemis one is the first of three spacecrafts. So there'll be Artemis one, two and three. Um, and they're all destined to travel to or near to the moon. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's really exciting about these missions is that they're all about getting actual humans boots on the ground on the moon again for the first time in 50 years, as you said. Artemis one is the first test. It will go unmanned, but it's built for humans to fly in. Okay. It's going to fly further than any spacecraft built for human flight has ever gone. Wow. Okay. Um, so it's going to go more than 450,000 kilometers from Earth. It's going to be thousands of kilometers beyond the moon. Uh, it's going to kind of fly by the moon and it's going to harness the moon's gravity to go further. Okay, that's the thing where they kind of they slingshot things off the moon because of its gravity, like I saw in um, Hidden Figures, that really excellent movie. Yeah, a lot of sci-fi movies do this kind of slingshot thing. I assume because it works, right? Yeah. You know, you're using gravity rather than using all of your propellant yeah. to get really far somewhere really fast. Um, so it will fly about 62 miles above the surface of the moon. Do you know what that is in the metric system, Amalia? Oh, God, I actually don't. I'm from England originally, so I used to use miles. Yeah, and that's. I figure that's why you said it. And I'm just one of these poor Australian kids who I grew up with the metric system. And when t- someone tells me how tall they are in feet, I've got no idea what they're talking about. I don't know how tall I am in meters, honestly. No, I said 60 miles because that's what NASA says. I can't okay. do the con- conversion in my head right now. That's a fun game for everyone to play at home. Just convert that really quickly for yourself. <laughs> but it'll anyway the spacecraft will be pro- propelled into a new orbit where it'll hover around the moon and it'll stay there for about six days and it'll collect data on the performance of the spacecraft mm-hmm. uh, and then it's going to return to earth using another one of these flyby slingshot 
yep. situations. Uh, and then it'll make a precise landing off the coast of California. So that's kind of the first step in the process. So the, fir- so the first step is just sort of like testing that it works and then it's just going to creep about in space for a little bit and come back. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. And then Artemis 2 is the next flight, and that's going to be the first crewed flight in the project. So that's meant to fly in, I think, 2024. Okay. And it'll be the first crewed spacecraft to fly beyond low Earth orbit since Apollo 17 in 1972. Whoa, that is a while ago, isn't it? I didn't even think about that. And Apollo 17 was, I feel like if I don't know it, nothing bad happened, right? So Apollo 11 was when they walked on the moon. Apollo 13 starred Tom Hanks. And Apollo 17, they just went into space. I don't, I can't tell you, really. That's, yeah, that's it. Thank you, Hollywood, for my um, history, or my history lesson in space. All right, sorry, continue, please, Amalia. <laughs> so Artemis 2 will do the journey, but with people on board. Yep. And Artemis 3 is where it gets really interesting okay. because it's going to be the first flight to actually land people on the lunar surface. That's scheduled for launch in 2025. And the other really cool thing about Artemis 3 is that NASA says it'll have both a woman and a person of color as part of its crew. I mean, you know, it's a light effort to address a pretty persistent racial and gender imbalance in the astronaut corps. It's pretty awful. But of, I think, 330 American astronauts to go to space, just 14 have been African-American and only 10% of all astronauts who've been to space are women. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so this is a really nice display of a little bit of tokenism, but at least they've managed to address the fact that they have diversity issues. And here is a, a small thing we could do to pretend we're addressing it. Yes, it's a, it's a token. But it's pretty, I mean, it's pretty shocking that that many, that the vast, vast, vast majority of astronauts have all been white dudes, right? Yeah. I mean, it, I, we say it's shocking, but is it shocking? <laughs> like, I mean, it's it's terrible, but maybe not surprising. Maybe not surprising. So anyway, that is going to be a component of this Artemis three mission. And it, it's good. Like, at least the next people to step on the moon won't just be white dudes. <laughs> Okay, Amalia, so we've actually got people setting foot on the moon for the first time in 50 years, which is wild, and we might have a bit of diversity setting foot on the moon as well, which I love. So again, though, just out of curiosity, why are we going to the moon again? (laughs) Yeah, I do. I think a lot of people are sort of like, didn't we do that 50 years ago? But there is, I mean, there's a really important scientific component to all this, right? They'll perform all these different observations and experiments. They'll sample lunar ice on the surface. Um, But it's not just about that. The most important thing about all this is that it's part of this much bigger and more ambitious NASA project called Moon to Mars. Oh, okay. Okay, so I'm going to conjecture what I think Moon to Mars is and then you can tell me what it is. We're going to make space stations on the moon and we're going to launch rockets at Mars. That is pretty much it, yeah. Yes. (laughs) So the long-term plan is to build a space station in orbit around the moon, then a habitable moon base. I don't know if you've seen Ad Astra, a sci-fi movie that I thought was actually kind of terrible, but it's a bit like that. Uh, Brad Pitt drives around on the moon. What? No, but I'm I'm gonna I'll be watching that tonight. (laughs) Honestly, save yourself some time. It's not a very good (laughs) sci-fi. But. The long-term plan is to build this new space station in lunar orbit, then this habitable moon base. And then the idea is that from that outpost, you can then start shipping people to Mars as well. So the whole ultimate goal is sending humans out into the solar system. And I think ultimately NASA wants to get humans to Mars by the 2030s. So the other thing about this is that putting these people on the moon 
getting them to actually stay there longer and longer will help us figure out how the human body can survive and how we can kind of iron out all these problems. Yeah, wow. So Amalia, this all sounds very cool, but now I have another question. So I know that we haven't sent people to Mars before, but like I feel like we've had a lot of, again, I'm going to refer to them as creepers, but we've sent a bunch of things to Mars. Like we've orbited Mars, we've taken pictures, we've dropped rovers on Mars that have collected things and told us stuff. What is the point of actually sending people there rather than, you know, rather than except for just because we can? Well, just because we can, I feel like is a big part of it, right? Like, okay. I want to go to Mars. I mean, so do I. I was, my next question was been like, how do I sign up? But I think maybe I should have made some different choices at university to get there. Yeah, but there is more to it, you know. I think one of the big questions for us is, was there life on Mars? Can we learn more about it up close? You know, there is Mars has massive evidence of running water, mm. evidence of rivers, deltas, lakes. So I think we'd love to know, was there life there at any point? And it's going to be a lot easier to figure, figure that out if there's astronauts on the surface. But even if there wasn't life on Mars, we'd love to know more about the way it evolved geologically. Um, how did other planets maybe evolve in similar circumstances? You know, how, and, and the other thing is figuring out, you know, how can humans live in space? Can we go further in the future? Yeah. And what I hope to see is when they finally send people to Mars, there's not going to be a single white dude to step foot on it. That's my challenge to you, NASA. So it's amazing. Thank you, Amalia. I loved that. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And now keep an ear out for our next installment of Cosmos Science Daily. This podcast was brought to you by Cosmos, a publication of the Royal Institution of Australia. Cosmos.